Welcome back to the Point God Cast with your host Sean and Corey. I'm Corey. Hey Sean, what's up? How you doing? Doing good, man. How you been doing? Really good. Good, good. Um, almost that time, huh? Yeah, so it, can't believe it. It's almost that time, but it is. I can't believe it either. It seems like the season just ended yesterday. It did just end yesterday, basically. <laughs> it's crazy that we are already talking about the startup of the next season that quick. Training camp already started. Yeah, which is and it's gonna crazy be, to think about. And it's going to be like 10 days. Man, that is... Different times we live in there, man. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, different times we live in there. Um, it's going to be if the Lakers repeat, that'll be two titles in like eight months. That's crazy. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's history. But then it's like, you know, of course, people are going to say, well, it happened because of, you yeah, know, the, the COVID year, things like that. But people don't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our first topic of the day. Um, so Houston and Washington seem to have uh, made a trade. Finally. Um, yeah, a trade that I didn't necessarily expect, but Houston sent Russell Westbrook to Washington um, for mm-hmm. John Wall in a 2023 first round pick. Yep. Um, wasn't expecting the pick, but I think that's pretty pretty good for for Houston. Um, and it was I mean, you got that James. Go ahead. You got to convince Houston to take the who who threw the pick at? Was it Washington? Yeah, it was Washington. Yeah, you got to convince Houston to take somebody that's been on the mini retirement. So the pick is kind of a sweetener. That is very true. Um, but then I guess this also makes up for it too because it was rumored that James Harden preferred playing with John Wall over Russell Westbrook. Um, which is interesting in my eyes. I don't know about you, but I think that's, that's very interesting. Um, so since this trade happened... Who do you feel out of these two teams won this trade? Um, strictly because I think that Houston is going to be a better team. I'm going to say Houston. Okay. Because I think that Houston went in the offseason and did some good things. I think they went and got they went and got um, Christian Wood and Marcus Cousins, who are the two legitimate bigs. No matter what you think about whether the Marcus Cousins is going to be able to produce like he did or not. Which he probably won't, but like if he can give like what 60-70% of that, that's still a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. And then you throw John Wall in there. If John Wall could that's a it's a lot of ifs for Houston. Yeah. But I think that looking at that lineup, but I feel like they're gonna start John Wall, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, James Harden. And either Demarcus Cousins or Christian Wood in that starting lineup, and I think that's a pretty solid starting group with a new coach and a new system implemented. I think that they can be okay. Like a, they'll be a playoff team. I don't know if they're gonna be the contend- contenders, but like I didn't think they were contenders last year. So I still think they're gonna be better than Washington, though. Okay. Even with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill, who's who's a nice one two guard guard tandem. They're gonna be one of the better guard tandems in the NBA. Both of these teams probably be the board have one of the better guard tandems in the NBA though. So Yeah. So what you who you think won? Um, you know, I think I'm gonna have to go with Houston too, just because 
like you said, I like who they picked up in the offseason, Christian Wood and having uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Like you said, two legitimate big men. But then also, I mean, if all else fails, they at least got a 2023 first-round pick out of it. Um, yeah. I think that's also, you know, I mean, if Houston decides they want to rebuild, like if it, this don't work out with James Harden this year, or if before the deadline they decide to trade him somewhere else because he just doesn't like this new coach or this system. Um, and then, you know, again, like I said, they decide to rebuild. I mean, at least they got a pick to fall back on to do so. Um, yeah. So I think that, and I also think that, you know, I mean, one thing that James Harden has been consistent with in, in, out west is well with the Rockets is I mean he he'll make sure they make the playoffs. Yeah. So I feel like they have a more guaranteed chance to make the playoffs than uh the Wizards. But I do think the Wizards will also make the playoffs too. Hell yeah the Wizards will be in the playoffs. Especially when um, they come the, Yeah exactly. I don't know if they'll necessarily be contenders right away, but I mean they'll be in the playoffs. But I just think if it comes down to it, I feel like the Rockets have a better chance to make it further in the playoffs than the Wizards do, even though the Wizards are in the East. But I, I do think this is also one of those trades that it's kind of like a trade for the sake of a trade. I don't think it really makes t- either team that much better than they would have been if they didn't make this trade. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, yeah. It's kind of like they were just trading contracts for just crossing stars. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, Russell Westbrook and John Wall are almost the same player anyway. Um, it's weird that contracts are kind of the same. Yeah. And then the way that they both play is really kind of the same. Neither one of them are really shooters. Uh-huh. Um, they both, they're both like pretty to good playmakers. Yeah, it's about saying they both like to get to that basket. So, I mean, you kind of trade, you pretty much just trading personality at this point. Yeah. Um, maybe Russell's personality and the way Russell, Russ handles the game didn't really work and fit well with James Harden's game. Um, well, we need so to talk about John Wall. We need to talk about this whole James Harden rather play with John Wall thing because that's not a small thing to me. Like, what? What? How does that come to fruition? Like, um, I, that's a good question. <laughs> like, what made James Harden look at John Wall and be like, "This guy hasn't played in two years. I'd rather play with him." I I don't know. Only thing I can think of is. You know, behind the scenes, or, or after you know, after they got eliminated by the Lakers in the playoffs, after seeing the way that Russ played in the bubble, maybe James Harden was just like, I, "This is not going to work in the long run." So I need something else. I think him and Russ are still cool off the court. He just realizes that the way Russ's game is set up compared to his just doesn't work. Well, so Russ maybe he saw kinda, something. Go ahead. Russ can kind of say the same thing though. Like neither one of these guys are like. Get doing pretty anything without each other. They they didn't like you could say that James Harden has had plenty of. I mean, you could say that Russell Westbrook has had plenty of opportunities to propel himself into the championship level player with the type of teammates that he has. But you can also say that same about James Harden. That James Harden true. has had the same type of players. That's true because and James Harden as yeah, as Russell ahead. Westbrook has. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Go ahead, that's all. So who do you think? So it's kind of like who do you blame in the situation, I guess? Like who is it? Like at one point do we sit here and say, okay, it's clearly James Harden or it's clearly like Russell Westbrook. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, like at what point are we saying that? Like we can't really say that definitively. Like people are going to point to Russell Westbrook because like, you know, he had 
Kevin Durant for the longest. Kevin Durant didn't want to play with him anymore. Went to Golden State, all this. Yeah. And then you know how that went. And then Paul George, the whole Paul George thing. But yeah. but you got but you got to think about James Harden played with Kevin Durant too. They went to the finals and didn't do anything. Yeah. He played with Chris Paul, and he played with Russell Westbrook twice, two different stints. And he still hasn't made it past the conference finals either. They made it to the same level. But I guess it's because it's James Harden's Houston that they that they I don't know. I just find I just find it weird that James Harden's like I'd rather play with a guy that's coming off mini retirement than play with the guy that I already know. I mean, granted, I didn't think they would work anyway. I think they had a ceiling anyway, but like I don't think that John Wall and James Harden have a higher ceiling than Russell Westbrook and James Harden did. Mm, okay. But so like, who yeah. am I? So it's kind of like what you said earlier is, is you pretty much feel like the, these trades didn't make either team that much better. They're kind of the same. Right. Kind of where they were at last year. Yeah, like, but to answer the question, I still think Houston won the trade because I think they're going to be the better team. So, but then again, I, I feel like I'm going to be pulling rooting for, for Washington more than I will be Houston. And it's not just because they're in the West and Washington's in the East. I, I'm a Bradley Beal fan. I want to see him do well. I'm ultimately a Russell Westbrook fan as well. And I want to see him do well too. And this, this also puts Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in the same division again, if you think about it. Mm, that's a good point. Not only the same conference, but the same division. Uh, they're going to be playing each other five times instead of four. I mean, instead of two every year. Which is interesting. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, well, we'll see what happens. But you also kind of answered my next question was, <laughs> will John Wall finally be the, that teammate that fits well with James Harden? But you kind of already answered that. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not even a small chance. What's fit well with James Harden? What does that mean? The finals championship? Like, no. I don't yeah. think that that's. I don't think that that happens. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say, man. It's just the way that James Harden set up. He he likes creating his shot. You don't really have to create. I guess if he was one of those players where he got his buckets by you creating for him, then maybe John Wall would be that teammate. But since he likes to create his own shot, it's it's hard to say. You know, uh, James Harden. Yeah, he's the of uh, the facto point guard. He's like a poor man's LeBron James in that sense, where he's gonna dominate the ball. He doesn't really need another ball handler. Yeah. Like James Harden could play. James Harden could be the the point guard of that team. Yeah, of course. I mean, granted, granted, they won't be any much better, but like his production is going to be different. That is true. But another thing, but his production is going to be top tier anyway. But oh yeah, his usage, of course. That's just yeah, his his usage. Yeah. Um, But what we do got to take into consideration is he does have a new head coach and a new GM, and. Mm Especially with this head coaching, him bringing in his own offense, things could change. Maybe he could make sure that the way they run their offense, the ball isn't in James Harden's hands so much. Um, and how does that? How does that? Okay. I mean, I don't. Know. I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. It's interesting development that I want to see shake out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see who does better in at the at the end of the regular season. Now, of course, they are in two different conferences. One is in the West, one's in the East. And I get that. But I still want to see who maybe comes out with the better the better, um, better record. 
um, right before yeah. the playoffs. That's that is what I do want to see. And who looks more cohesive by the time the playoffs come around, whether it's the Rockets or whether it's Washington. Mm-hmm. But what does Washington? What else does I just like Houston's? I just like Houston's lot. The the rest of Houston's lineup better than Washington because like oh they yeah got, for sure. They what what else do they have? They have Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimori, or Hachimura. Whatever how his name? How do you say his name? Hachi. I thought it was Hachi Mara, but it's it's hard Hachi. to say his name. But he's yeah. young, and then he's they a got Davis. They got Davis Bertans. Uh, that's probably going to round out their starting lineup. I think Houston's Houston's yeah. veteran presence back there is going to be a lot better. Yeah, I mean Houston, Houston didn't lose a whole lot for them to be able to keep Harden, PJ Tucker, Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon. To me, was big. Eric, Austin Rivers in New York. Oh yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, he didn't contribute as much as PJ Tucker <laughs> and Eric Gordon would. So right. Keeping those two to me was big because those two definitely know how to play with James Harden. Why they trade Rocco? Why they trade Robert Covington? He would have been perfect um, for that yeah, team. I thought they was keeping Robert Covington, but hey, they made. He'd have been on. a perfect. He'd have been a perfect three. You could have brought you, Eric Gordon. I feel like Eric Gordon could have been one of those players that come in and dominate benches. He could be one of those six man of the year type players if you kept Robert Covington, brought Eric Gordon off the bench with. With uh, Christian Wood and PJ Tucker, riding out the starting five with John Wall and James Harden, I think that would have been something. I think it would have been better than what they had. Yeah, because like what is, what does that bench that look depth look like now? Mm, Daniel House. Not, yeah. <laughs> Who else? Like <laughs> <laughs> past Daniel, beyond Daniel House, I don't really know. Right. Um, Ben Mac- did keep Ben Macklemore. Yeah, they probably got Ben McLemore. Ben, Ma- ben McLemore actually gave him some decent production coming off the bench. He, but who would you um, rather have as your six man? Ben McLemore or Eric Gordon? Oh, Eric Gordon for sure. Right. But, uh, hey, listen. It's all up to what this new coach and GM is what they want. And we should have saw this coming because when they signed when they signed DeMarcus Cousins, we should have saw the Kentucky connection mm, between true. DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall. That is true. I mean, that's another thing that yeah, could that's also a, take that's off. That's a joke, but... Yeah, that's a joke, but... <laughs> but that's something that can take off, though. Even though both of them are coming off the same two injuries, an ACL and a torn Achilles, maybe they can yeah. make a good connection and give James Harden a break. And when he's not doing his thing, creating his shot, those two have a nice little connection going and are giving the Rockets buckets, too, so... Um, so of course I do yeah. think the Rockets will end, will start out being way more successful than Washington just because like you said their roster but I do think if if Russell Westbrook and um, Bradley Bill show people something this year I mean you never know they may make people want to actually come to Washington and, t- and team up with them Washington one of those teams you think that'll make people want to come there uh, I mean they could be if those two show people something and make and you know make people actually want to come there, then people will team up with them for sure. I don't know if Washington's one of those places, those cities or not, but, I mean, if people like the team and people like the yeah. players on the team, I mean, they'll go there. It's just, to my thing about teaming up, I think it's just like, I think it's like five destinations in the NBA where people are going to go team. That's Los Angeles. That's mm-hmm. Miami. Mm-hmm. That's New York. New York. Probably Boston, okay. but 
honestly, the re- the only thing, only way Boston's going to get somebody to come there is if they trade for him. Because, like, <laughs> the stuff's coming out about with Danny Ainge and stuff like that. Listen, that's another story for another day. But anyway, so yeah, Boston. Boston, Boston, I guess. Maybe Philadelphia? LA. Yeah, maybe Philadelphia. Okay. I don't know if Washington's one of those places. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, Cleveland wasn't one of those places either, but Braun got people to come to Cleveland. Did he? Or did they, like... You talking about, like, the old guys, the older dudes. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not... It may not be the city, per se. You know, that may not be the attraction, but the team could be the attraction. Like who you have on the team and who they had the opportunity to play with, that could be some 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 players' attraction, you know, to the team. Right, cut. Yeah, you're right. But again, we'll, we'll, only time will tell with these two situations and these teams. Bottom line is, I think he was mm-hmm. going to trade. Um, don't know if John Wall will be that teammate for James Harden, but we don't know. Only time will tell. Um, but I do think it'll be interesting to see what these two teams are able to do. With these trades, though, you got mm-hmm. anything else to add about the Houston and uh, Washington trade? No, you can move on. Good. Okay, next topic for the day. Um, the Lakers were able to get uh, Bron and uh, AD to sign new contracts. AD signed a five-year, hundred ninety million max, and Bron signed for two years, eighty-five million. Which I thought was really interesting. Underpaid. Um, yeah, but if I mean he don't mind it, then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you know I don't mind being underpaid. Um, yeah. It's... So what does this mean for the Lakers' future with AD signing the five years, hundred ninety million, and uh, Brian signing the two years, eighty five million? It means that they're gonna have a chance to repeat and probably three peat. It also means that they're gonna have AD for the rest of his prime, probably. Which is a fun time for me. Okay. It means that it means that the Lakers are becoming one of those franchises that the franchise in the NBA that the players starting to trust the most. Because mm-hmm. like when is LeBron ever like committed to recent to signing an extension with anybody? Um, he has. He's always he's always guarding the free agency, right? Yep. Maybe maybe some of that could be age, but I I feel like. He trusts this organization enough. Like with the with what Rob Palenka has done these last two off seasons, mm-hmm. he trusted them enough to go ahead and sign the extension to go ahead and finish his career out with the Lakers. Right. And then AD, I didn't think he was going. to Did you think he was going to sign for five years? Uh, I didn't. No, not for five years. No, I did not thought he was going to try to have the flexibility to opt out. And um. A couple years, yeah. not to necessarily go anywhere else, but like probably to like have somebody try to help sign somebody else. But apparently, they don't think they need that because now with them re-signing it, re-signing like that, that kind of kills any flexibility they have to go after anybody in twenty twenty one, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is fine with me. I mean, I'm just like you have you give me Anthony Davis and LeBron James for the next three years. Yeah, and then you build around you build around them like you have, especially this season. We good, I think. Yeah. Um, what you think? To me, it just showed that these two really trust 
this organization in that front office. Yep. That's what I said. Um, and that's big because to me that'll show other stars who were looking for a destination that the Lakers front office has it's you know, has what you need. Exactly. They're back yep. and they have what you need and they'll get you what you need. And you can trust they them take, fully. They take care of the stars. Exactly. And that's a good thing. Not only because not only is LA like a, a city where players want to be. Um yeah. but you know people also want to play for their Lakers organization. People want to wear that purple and gold. Clearly LeBron <laughs> wanted to wear that purple and gold. Yeah. So he came there. Um, so all the Lakers really had to do was get that front office uh, situation together. And now that they right. have it together, I mean, once LeBron retires, of course, you're still going to have Anthony Davis. Now they have mm-hmm. all the confidence in the world that they will be able to get a second, Another maybe star. Third, third star to help Anthony Davis out once this team is really his and once LeBron is retired. So um, mm-hmm. to me, the Lakers just secured their future, if anything. Yeah, exactly. And it can't and- and it keeps clutch with the Lakers too. Like once LeBron retire, who's who's the top clutch client? It would only be AD. Exactly. So there's nobody else in clutch unless they sign like Luca. <laughs> that's gonna be a top. That's gonna be a candidate for the top clutch client other than AD. So like, I think that the that's a beautiful pairing. Although people like to hate on Clutch and Rich Paul. Yeah. I think the Lakers and Clutch are they've taken over. This league, and that's a problem for a lot of people. Oh yeah, of course you can see that it's clearly a problem for a lot of people. Um, but also another thing I think is that the the Lakers organization is kind of showing other teams how to help secure your future when it comes to superstars. Yep. Um, you have to make them feel comfortable with you. Superstars and comfortable with their front office. I think players in general, because when when Danny Green was traded, he was talking about how he appreciated that they didn't keep him in the dark. They was telling him everything that was going on. Ooh, that's a good point. They don't have to. They don't have to be superstars. I think it's just players in general. Okay, okay, I like that. And, and you see, and you see how when they traded Javale McGee to to uh, to Cleveland, how he put out a post about how he's thankful for the organization. Montrezl Hell they do that do that with uh, the Clippers. <laughs> AD didn't do that with the the Pelicans. No, he did. So like, yeah. So like, um, I mean, I get, I, I guess when you win a championship, you're more grateful. But I don't know. But the Danny Green said that that he knew everything that was going on when it was happening. They didn't keep him in the dark, and he appreciated that. Unlike somebody like, unlike a team like the Celtics, who just never mind. <laughs> You had to get into that. I get, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. You're right because even if you aren't a superstar player, if you got your other role players who also feel comfortable with you, then that's a good thing also. So that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so bottom line is the Lakers just secure their future. Period. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron's probably gonna Lakers. retire a Laker, and who who knows? AD might decide to retire a Laker now for sure. The Lakers are really back, man. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say that they aren't, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's hard to say that they aren't. Um the, Did you do you realize that with A D signing the five year extension, he uh, like I said, he probably gonna he probably gonna spend the rest of his prime as a Laker. Mm-hmm. Which which means that he's probably gonna I'm gonna bet that he'll win more championships. Right? Yeah. Which means that he'll probably be a top 
two or three, maybe even one power forward of all time, right? Once his career is all said and done. Oh, yeah. That probably and that would give the Lakers like the top or a top two or three player at every position in NBA history because you know you got Magic who's obviously the greatest point guard of all time and maybe it's not obvious but it's obvious to me <laughs> yeah you got you got Kobe who's clearly number two in shooting guards after Michael Jordan right you got Braun who's clearly the best power forward I mean small forward of all time yeah you'll have AD and then pick your poison with center you got Shaq Kareem Wilt wow only thing missing over there is Bill Russell. Wow, like that's, that's like point. like that's all that's those are the only sentences you talk about when you talk about the greatest. You talk about Bill Russell, mm-hmm. which is deserved. You talk about Kareem, Will, and you talk about Shaq. Like who else do you talk about? Think about when you when you uh, think about center. Um, I mean, people put Hakeem up there too. Hakeem, oh yeah, Hakeem, yeah, yeah, My bad, Hakeem. yeah, yeah. People put My Hakeem bad. up there too because his, his skill was just. Oh, I'm nice. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, King. And then, <laughs> and then you also, you also got to think about no matter how how you feel about the guy, Carl Malone also played for him. True. And I mean, Carl I mean, Malone was, is top three points. So it was his, it was his, um, it was his later years. But still, anyway, like I was saying, like they they're gonna have a top five player. They they already have probably a top five player in this position, but they're gonna have like. Almost the best player in every position, which that is something that's crazy to think about. But I mean, yeah. again, but see, it's little things like that too that also make people want to come there and try and be a part of a legacy like that. See mm-hmm. what I'm it also scares it also scares people off depending on who you are. Well, true. It's, again, it depends on who you are. You're right because I mean that could have scared Braun off, but that didn't scare him from coming to LA. Mm-hmm. Even though yep. people were trying to tell him that like LA will forever be Magic and Kobe's. You know, city. I mean, he came in anyway. Yeah. Came there anyway. Um, got them a chip in second year. And, so. and I and I think he's a part of that now. Yeah, of course. And if he if he didn't win, like obviously that he was never gonna be like that. But I, he's a part of he's a part of that Lake of Lord now. Yeah, of course. And I'm saying that. I'm saying that as a fan. Yeah, yeah. But he also showed people that like you don't have to be afraid to go somewhere and try to build a legacy for yourself in that city. Yeah, you're like you'll never know unless you try. Um, yeah, he's pretty, yeah. And I mean, he did that. He's able to do that. He's doing that now. So that's big. So bottom line is, I think the Lakers organization just uh, it pretty much to me show people how it's done. Yeah, you have to get that front office mm-hmm. in order in order to get the superstar the players off, you want. What an off season they had. They had they they, they had they a hell of an off season. I think we said that already. Yeah, like we already said, they won free agency. But again, that's that's things that starts with that front office. What if you get your team? In it goes that past front office has to be. In? No, if yeah. teams didn't learn anything else in this offseason, they should have. They had to learn that. Okay, so for our last topic of the day. Um, we got to talk some more about the Clippers. Um, uh, I know. <laughs> I know we've already talked about do. them before and the, the, the issues do. that they had. Um, but a couple of new issues came out uh, through the athletic 
couple of days ago. A um, couple of issues that I thought was interesting. So, of course, one of the last major issues that we talked about was Kawhi living in San Diego. And with him living in San Diego, having to travel to L.A. and be on team flights and being late, you know, to team flights and things like that, making the team, you know, late for, for takeoff to go to other cities and things like that. Um, so another couple of issues, which also with these new issues that came out, I think it's interesting that the athletic and these players who, you know, who claim that these issues are true, because, of course, this is all speculation. We don't really know if this is true or not. Um right. They decided to include Kawhi and Paul George on these compared to last time. It was just all about Kawhi. So I think that's interesting. Um, so it says Leonard and George were the only players to have their own personal security guards and trainers. Um, Leonard and George had power over team practices and travel schedule, leading teammates to believe Leonard canceled multiple practices. Um Leonard and George typically didn't speak to the media until at least 45 minutes after games concluded. Um, this usually resulted in their teammates speaking with the media first and for a longer amount of time, essentially becoming the public voices of the team. Um, and the last thing was teammates also believed that Leonard and George were able to pick and choose when they played. Not only did they sit out games entirely, but also at times they accepted or declined playing at times in the moment. Um so it was really interesting. But that very last point about picking and choosing your playing time, um, I feel like almost every NBA superstar kind of gets that. Um, don't know if you, you some people consider Paul George a superstar still or not, but I feel like that's a superstar thing. <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, so I feel like that one is kind of hard to complain about. Like as long as they played in the big moments of big games, does it really matter? Um, yeah. But everything else is kind of valid. I think it's weird that they were the only players who were allowed to have their own personal security guards and training. As an NBA player, I got the money to be able to pay for my own security and for my own trainer. So why can't I not have that? Yeah. I mean, are the Clippers providing security for players and providing trainers for players or what? I don't don't understand that. That's... It's the Clippers, man. The Clippers. <laughs> it's the thing about this is like it just it just validates the difference between the Lakers stars and the Clippers stars, right? Yeah. Because you because if you think about it, the Lakers stars are all inclusive. They they I feel like they the feel like the rest of the teams feel like they are a part of that team instead of like them and it's like you know how it's like David Ruffin and the Temptations yeah I feel like the Clippers feel, felt like it was Cole Island and Paul George I guess and the Los Angeles Clippers mm, okay. okay and the, and the Lakers feel like it's the Los Angeles Lakers right right that's why their chemistry was enough to Win championships like I said, like they like Jared Dudley would say, if one person goes to the movies, everybody goes to the movies. They're having man tournaments in the bubble. They they're yeah. doing things as a team, and I guess and I guess the Clippers didn't do that. And I feel like the way Montrez Harrell left without telling anybody, I feel like that validates that the Clippers were not that, and that's why mm. they and that's why they weren't able to overcome overcome what they needed to overcome because they had the talent they had the talent they were a better team 
they would have better put together the team than the Denver Nuggets was, right? Yeah. And they supposedly had the two better stars in that game, right? <clears throat> in yeah. that series. And they weren't able to put it together because, like you said, they weren't playing together. They weren't practicing together. Mm. They thought that they could just turn it on whenever they want to. They traded themselves like they had already won a championship. And it just, just, man, I don't know. It's, it's what you think about it. Cause I, I don't, I don't know what to say about them at this point. Um, I, I think that, I mean, these are the factors that led up to, you know, the, the meltdown that they had versus Denver. Um, I think it's weird that people outside of the Clippers organization, um, you know, IE fans are trying to blame the Clippers losing in the playoffs on Montrezl on Montrezl Harrell. Harrell yeah but in reality it's a multitude of things that have to do really with the superstars and not Montrezl Harrell Paul George said himself that they didn't make adjustments yeah how much I don't know how much you believe what Paul George said but he said himself <laughs> that, that they didn't make adjustments in the playoffs that's like a coaching problem that's not a Montrezl Harrell problem that's not a Lou Williams problem I get that they didn't play the best in the bubble but you can't yeah. just blame the fact that they didn't play the best. You think that they're just gonna Montrez Harrell went into the playoffs with no mm-hmm. with no with no uh tune up games. He was just dropped in the playoff series and you expect him to just go out there and guard Jokic? Yeah. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. After but after feel- being at home with grieving grieving the loss of somebody of somebody that was supposedly close to him, probably close yeah. to him and his grandma. Yeah, and just come in and just and just dominate Jokic. Like, what do you expect? I don't know what they were expecting, but also, what can you expect when you're canceling practices? Right, exactly. Like, you're not even practice. They're not even playing together. They had played like 50 games together all season, like the whole team. And they're like, "Oh, the Clippers are the Clippers are two and zero <laughs> when everybody's healthy, when everybody <laughs> plays together." Okay, that's fine. Let's yeah. see how let's see how that works out later. And it, we did. We saw how it worked out. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of sad. Like I get, like listen, every team has a player who gets treated a little different as a superstar. I get it, but right. you also are supposed to make up for that by making other players feel welcome and trying to, you know, trying to build a bond with each other. Like like you said, the Lakers having that Madden tournament in the bubble helped all of them bond and get closer. Helped everybody feel included and help everybody feel welcome. I mean, everybody on the team was involved in the Madden tournament. Yeah, it's a continuity um, thing. Yeah, and it's something little like it's like okay, it's just video games. But I mean, it's it's a way to bond. It's a way to, for everybody to you know feel good. It's a way to, for everybody to get closer. Um, I guess the Clippers never got that opportunity. And like you said, like you said, the uh, their their leadership is if if the if the players like Lou Williams and Landry Shamit and Montrezl Harrell feel like they're the voices of the team, that's a problem. Shouldn't it be the guys yeah, that's making the max money to be the voices of the team? Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess Kawhi Leonard is going to get a pass forever because he's passive and quiet. But like, you supposedly have another guy there that could do that type of stuff, but he ain't going to do nothing but go out there and lie and make excuses. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get off Paul George. Go ahead. No, I, I get what you mean. I just. I just don't think it's fair to sit here and blame the people that spoke their minds about how the team was when you hear about situations like this. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with speaking up for yourself. You know, speaking out, 
speaking out about the issues that the team has and letting the team know like what what we failed at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I think that canceling practice thing that's huge. Like that's your time to get to know each other's games. Um, like it seems like the Lakers have really competitive practices, and they should. They scrimmage all the time. Yeah, and not just um, the Lakers, like other teams too. Like you, it's look. You have to you have to bond as a team. You have to practice as a team. You have to play as a exactly. team in order to, especially if you think you have championship aspirations. Like I said, they went into that season thinking they were going to win. They think because they let the media hype them up all the. But that's what this is why I don't like what everybody's doing with the Lakers right now. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to... I don't think the, that LeBron and AD and the rest of that crew is going to let it get to their head like it got to the Clippers, but I don't like the way everybody's picking picking the Lakers to win and all this, and this tension shoulders above everybody else. I don't like that because I, we saw what happened with last time they did that to somebody. It was the Clippers. Granted, I don't think the Clippers are as good as the Lakers are right now, first of all. No. And then the no. Lakers had just won a championship and they... So they got that. So they got that under their belt. So it's probably warranted now, not just because I'm a Lakers fan, but it's but that type of praise is probably warranted now because the Lakers won last season. But I still don't mm-hmm. like. I still don't like that they're getting treated like they are the one. Like we don't need to play the season. But right, because we saw how See, they like you said. Well, like you said, that goes back to leadership, though. LeBron don't care if you come in hyping up his team or not hyping up his team. He knows at the end of the year, they got a mission. And that mission is to win a championship. So he's not going to let him or any of his teammates let all that outside noise get to them. They know that they still have a job to do, no matter what. Especially since they just won that championship uh, two months ago. Right. Less than two months ago now. So it's, it's since it's fresh on their minds and they really, really want to repeat, I don't think they're going to let the media hyping them up get to them. That's just... That's just not what they'll allow. It's um, it's not what AD will allow. It's not what Bron's gonna allow. It's not what Vogel's gonna allow. So, um, but I just I don't know, man. If and then another, same for the Clippers. Go ahead, go ahead. Another reason I don't want that because the championship gonna be less fun. <laughs> because if everybody if everybody picking us, they're like, who am I gonna troll? That's true, but you got to realize some people are, are taking them in hopes of jinxing them. I'm just playing, yeah. But anyway, you were saying about the Clippers, what you saying? Um, with all these issues coming out, I'm pretty sure Talu, you know, their new head coach, you know, him being the assistant last year, he was able to see how players felt about these issues. So I think that, I mean, for the Clippers, he'll he'll change these issues going into the next season. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, any of the current players or any of the players that they plan on adding um, will have to worry about or deal with any of these issues that players dealt with last year. Um, I think that he saw how they affected the team. I think he saw how players, how much players hated it. I think that he will make sure that they don't have these issues again. I don't think that uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will be able to call off practices uh, this coming up season like they did last season. But clearly, it affected them later on in the year. So basically what you're saying is Doc Rivers was a pushover. <laughs> Not a pushover, but he allowed Kawhi to, to do what do he wanted to do. Whatever he wanted because that's he wanted him there. So he got he pushed. He wanted to make him happy. So he, he got pushed over. Okay, maybe. So. <laughs> um, but I don't think... But listen, it hurt them in the long run. Yeah, exactly. They had to find it out the hard way, right? Yeah. So I think... Hope. I think that... Tyloo saw that and that he's not gonna allow that to happen this year. Hopefully for them they they learn from 
that mistake. I guess. I think they did. Uh, I think they did. I mean, only time will tell, but they still need a leader on that team no matter what. They supposed to have two. They don't, though. I mean, it's clear. Like, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard and Paul George are not going to change the way they are. They're just not those those type of people. So, they still need a leader on that team, to be honest. Um, I mean, your, your head coach can be that when your players don't want to be. But, um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, their biggest hope is they that they learned from their mistakes last year. Right. That's, that's the Clippers' biggest hope is that everybody on that team, the players – and the coaches have learned from all the mistakes last year, and they go into this year deciding they're not going to make any of those same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't, they're going to be right back in the same position they were in last year. Just being honest. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to bring out those points. I thought those points were interesting. Yeah. Ho- um, hopefully, this is that last our last time talking about them until basketball games. <laughs> Oh yeah, playing. until the game start. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be the last time bringing them up until games until game time. Um, but that security and trainer thing is really weird to me. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't tell me I can't have my own personal security guards. I'm just saying, if I can afford to pay for my own personal security, then that's what I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's a weird one. That's controlling way too much. Um, I don't know how anybody wouldn't be mad at that because you got people like LeBron who got his own security, Anthony Davis got his own security, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure other Lakers. But players I'm pretty, got their own yeah, security. I'm pretty sure like Kyle Kuzma. I'm pretty sure and, John Wall. Yeah. yeah, like all them got their own security too. Like if every NBA superstar got their own security, period. You don't have to be a superstar to have your own security. You can pay security with. Not superstar money. Like I don't get true with the veterans minimum. Yeah, you like, probably pay security on a rookie contract. Right, exactly. So like I don't get the whole Clippers restricting players from having their own security and trainers. That's that's crazy to me. I mean, I guess you would want the team to use the team to use the team trainers, but security. I mean, if your team trainers aren't good though. Then, yeah. or they're not helping me do what I need to do, then I need to get my own. Yeah, you're right. So that to me is really weird. Like that's very controlling. Yeah, that's know? very controlling. Hopefully, that's that's a little too controlling. Hopefully, right? that hopefully that part ain't true. I hope you're trying, not, to, but it could. like you're trying to control your players like that. That's a problem. Yeah, and, that's and maybe it's not just the Clippers. Maybe it's just the Clippers that players that's talking too much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's that's know. a good point. I don't know. That is that is a good point. I hope that's not the truth though, because that that one is to me is too much, way too much. I do think the media thing is interesting because that's not something you really think about. Yeah. Like, I never really thought about the fact that Kawhi and Paul George don't talk to the end, but they wait so long that they get the least amount of questions asked by the time they get up there and speak to the media. I didn't know about that, and I didn't really think about that either. Um, but out my of, whole thing is if out of all the top out of all the top duos in the NBA, LeBron and AD, Dame and CJ, Steph and Clay, Kyrie and KD, Kawhi and Paul George, Jimmy and Bam, Russ and Russ and Bradley Beal, Harden and Wall. Yeah. Where do they? Where do Kawhi and Paul George lie on the people on the who you'd like to play with or who you like as your two of? Well, look at my duo. Um, well, a couple of those duos are kind of new going into this year. Chris Paul, um, Devin Booker. 
Yeah, see, a lot of these duos for this year are new, and we haven't seen how they play together, so I don't know. I'm talking about, like, take everything into account, not not just on the court. Take like, all the, like all the stuff we uh, talk about with the Clippers, take all that into account, too. Um, I mean, they at least top five for the regular season. Yeah, for the regular season. Jokic, Jokic and Murray, too. Oh yeah, I forgot about you. Uh, they they still probably top five until they really prove otherwise. Chris, I mean, listen, it was Chris, their first year together. I, Chris Stapps and Luca. See, like it's now a, you trying to a, now you make me feel lot. like okay. This how about this? I always give people like a pass for their first year together because they got to figure it out. Okay. Um. Now I'm not saying that those two were good enough to just win a championship in a second year. They could be, but I think that team just lacks too much leadership for them to be able to do something like that. I'm, t- I'm doing all the time. I t- I'm taking them third. I'm doing all the- I was just asking. I was just asking. Oh, you just asking. I, was- I-, I got them <laughs> in my top five. Third. I'm be honest with you. They, they're, they're top five because they're two, so th- two of them are so talented. I might take them fourth because I've take- taken LeBron and AD, obviously. Oh, yeah. They number one. Stephen Clay because sure. Stephen Clay because they won two. Yeah, and then probably Kyrie and KD. Maybe I gotta see them play together though. Yeah, but then I like Luca so much. I might take Luca. I might take Luca and Kristaps just based off of how much I like Luca over Paul George. Okay, and then take the Kawhi and PG like fifth. I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking them fourth. Luca, Luca. I can't because Kristaps ain't that yet. The way I could just take him. To, if Luca ain't enough to. Overcome Kawhi and PG for me. Okay, so I take I take him fourth. I think Luke and Chris has to be fifth. Okay, that's that's a fair that's a fair assessment. It's hard to disagree with that. That's a fair assessment. Um, I just I don't know. I think again, their only hope is for them to learn from their mistakes from last year. Yeah, they don't learn from those mistakes from last year, and they continue to do the same thing. It'll be a wrap. Mm-hmm. They'll lose in the first round. It's gone. <laughs> like they they gotta fix those chemistry issues with players and gotta you know get that camaraderie with it. And they still have that that ball handling, playmaking point guard that they needed so bad. So they're gonna have to overcome that too. <sighs> yep. If but, I was um, them, I'd just play Paul George a point guard. I mean, that might work, but I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. This is another one of those situations. Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. We'll see if they learn from their mistakes or not last year. So. Anything else you want to say? Um. No. That's all. That's all I've got. Anything else you want to add for today? Absolutely not. That's it. All right. This has been another episode of the Point Guy Cast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at the Point Guy Cast. We'll see y'all next time.